This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Mike P. gave five stars and wrote practical and relatable tips. Casey O'Rourke is amazing. Her Joyful Courage podcast keeps me grounded and sane in this journey of parenting. I was thrilled to hear about her new book and couldn't wait to read it. She did not disappoint. Her book is an easy read filled with practical tips on how to stay calm and regulated during the challenging moments of raising our kids. Thank you so much, Mike. And everyone, I'm so happy to hear when joyful courage, calming the drama and taking control of your parenting journey is useful to you. So let me know and get really excited because it's soon to be an audiobook. Come September, you'll be able to download Joyful Courage through Audible. Stay tuned for more details. Hey, podcast listeners. Welcome to Joyful Courage. I'm so glad that you're here and listening. Joyful Courage is a conscious parenting podcast, a place where I like to bring information and inspiration to the parenting journey. I'm your host, Casey, Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer. I'm a parent coach, but most importantly, I am a fellow traveler on the journey of parenting. I am thrilled, thrilled, thrilled that you're listening in. This show is all about stepping into the personal growth and development that is always waiting for us here in this era of being mothers, of being fathers, of loving the kids that we have while staying lovingly detached from what's showing up in their lives. I know that sounds weird, right? Being detached. Telling you, it'll change your life if you can do it. Uh, The show is designed to offer you guidance. You can take it. You can leave it. It's a buffet of information. Um, Just listen, right? Just listen. Create your own value. Listen for nuggets that land for you. And if something doesn't, just leave it behind. It's all good. I would love to know what you think. I have many communities that you can join. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook. You can join in the conversation at Live and Love with Joyful Courage on Facebook or Joyful Courage for Parents of teenagers on Facebook. So I love to be in conversation with my listeners, knowing what's going on in your life and 
bringing some of what you desire most, challenges that you are currently facing, bringing them onto the podcast, bringing them into these conversations so that I can be in service to you. I really hope that you enjoy this show and I'm confident that you will. My guest today is Natha Campanella. She is a professional writer, a mother, a teacher, an astrologer, and an intuitive guide. Natha is also a certified master life coach, and she uses a unique blend of modalities in her approach. With an emphasis on traditional coaching and astrology, she often supplements with knowledge from the Enneagram. Is that how you say it, Natha? Enneagram? Yeah, that's how I say it. Okay, great. I was going to check with you before I hit record, but I forgot. It's okay. (laughs) Natha led me through an astrological reading session that included my birth chart as well as my husband's and my children's charts. It was so fascinating and really allowed me to shift some of the dynamics that were showing up in my relationship with my husband. I'm thrilled to share Natha and her work with all of you listeners here today. Hi, Natha. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Casey. I'm so excited to be here and talking to you in in this respect. Yeah. Please share a little bit about your journey of doing what you do. Huh, yeah. So, um, you know, I, for many years was doing lots of different kinds of work from waitressing and bartending all the way to being a metalsmith and jewelry designer. And I had a jewelry design company for many years, but I reached a point where selling actual products just wasn't very satisfying for me anymore. And I had one of those times in life that a lot of us hit where I had no idea what my purpose was. I knew there was something for me and I just couldn't figure it out. So I went and got certified to be a life coach, which I loved and actually did life coaching um, for a number of years. But I had in the meantime been dabbling in astrology and, and had gotten some really profound astrology readings from other astrologers. And I found this amazing opportunity to become an apprentice to a master astrologer. And when I did that, I spent a year working with her It was about a 300 hour program. I fell so in love with astrology and it was such a good compliment to my coaching because astrology gives us this map that kind of like lets us see what's happening. So we don't necessarily have to go piecing through people's memories and experiences trying to find what's there. We believe it or not, sort of have a map of what's there. And so fast forward a handful of years and here I am, I'm just doing professional astrology um, full time and loving it. And it's it's just so cool. So listeners, I was so excited to get to do a session with Natha, my guest. And and full disclosure, you know, I am, I think astrology is really cool and interesting. And I might even have a couple books, but as far as really understanding what astrology is. I am a total novice. So I'm really excited because I'm guessing, you know, there might be a handful of people in the audience that are like, yeah, this is my jam. I totally get it. But like me, I think most of the people listening just kind of have that surface level understanding. So you created some natal charts for me and my family. You asked me before our appointment to give you my birth date 
place and time, as well as that same information for my kids and my husband. So what do you do with that information? And what is the result of plugging that in to whatever, wherever you put it? I don't even know where you put it. Tell us, (laughs) help us, help me. (laughs) Back in the old days, I would have had to put all of that on a piece of paper and handwrite it. But luckily I have a nice computer system that does it for me. But essentially what it is, is when we have your birth date and location and time, we plug it into our system and it generates a birth chart, which is simply a map of where all of the planets were, are at the time of your birth. And the way that astrology works is that all of the planets are, they have archetypes that go along with them. So really it's a matter of reading the archetypes, the location and It's really complicated if you are trying to learn it, but if you're just trying to get a lesson or a um, a reading, it it can be far less complicated. I always say people should go have a professional reading from an astrologer. You know, reading stuff online and trying to research is great. There's a lot of good info, but when you have somebody that knows what they're doing that can really translate the archetypes, how they how they show up in your life. That's, I think, where the real magic happens. And, you know, like you said, disclaimer, I don't really know why astrology works as well as it works. I think Mm -hmm. one of the beautiful mysteries, and we have so many of them, you know, in our human lives that we just can't explain. And yet when I'm doing readings with people, you know, every time people are astounded and they hear themselves in what I'm translating and they, it brings up insight and wisdom that wasn't available to them before, because we can only see ourselves so clearly, you know, we get caught up in our own stories and our own experiences, but there's something that is very objective about astrology and also very validating. And yeah, it's just simply looking at a map of where the planets were in the sky when you came into this world. It is so fascinating. And that was completely my experience with you when we looked at my chart. So when you talk about archetypes, can you explain a little bit what you mean by each planet has an archetype? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. So most of us know our sun sign, but we also have a moon sign and a Venus sign and a Saturn sign and and signs that go along with every planet that we read in astrology. So a really good example Um, Our sun sign is the archetype of self. It's really, it's, you know, who, who we are, what gives us joy, what gives us a sense of vitality, what really lights us up And it. And it describes, you know, our, our creativity, our pleasure, our wild spirit, our life force. That is the sun. That's the archetype of the sun. And that's of course the archetype in a nutshell. And the moon is the archetype of our emotions, our emotional landscape, the way that we love, um, our relationship to being dependent or caring for people. It's where we hold our memories. It's, um, it's, It's our emotional intelligence. So every single planet has an archetype that is like that, but really is very specific and particular to our human experience. We all have obviously a sense of self. We all have an emotional landscape. And if I described the archetypes to go along with the rest of the planets, I think everybody would agree. Oh yes, I, 
<laughs> I can relate to that too. I also have a career. I also have mm-hmm. you know, a relationship with authority and et cetera, et cetera. So I think we, I think the sun, our sun signs are the ones that we all, you know, when you hear that kind of cliche, Hey, what's your sign? Like that's, that's what we're talking about is our sun sign. So I was born in September. So my sun sign is Virgo. And when I look at the ways in which Virgos, is it like how Virgos show up in the world? Basically I see efficient, factual, opinionated, helpful, detail-oriented, organized, and selfless. And when I, and it's funny because even if I'm like reading People magazine or something really kind of surfacey like that, and I read about Virgos, it's always, there's always this ring of like, oh yeah, there I am. (laughs) And then couple that with what I'm hearing you talk about, because I'm looking at my lovely key that you sent me, thank goodness, um, about the planet. So like Mars represents, so, and like, just correct me, I'm just going to try to make sense of it in my own mind. So when we look at our charts and we see um, where Mars lands, and we know that Mars is that inner warrior confidence and our drive to accomplish things, right? So is that the archetype of Mars? Yeah, the archetype of Mars is okay. how we move into action and how we decide and, and you know, places that we can be aggressive and assertive, et cetera. They're, they're big archetypes, but yeah, you basically have it. So then depending on where it falls on our needle chart, that tells us something more about our inner warrior, correct? Exactly. So can you talk a little bit about, because I'm looking at my chart too, and listeners, I don't know if you've ever had an astrological reading, but it is kind of like looking at a foreign language (laughs) (laughs) if you don't have a trained eye. So, um, and it's in this circular, it's a circular picture and there's 12 different kind of, if we think about like pieces of pie, right? There's 12 different sections. So tell us a little bit about the way that the chart is laid out um, and the different rings, because there's an outer ring and then, and maybe this is just like, well, it's just how it's laid out, how to read it, but, um, and that's fine. But like, what is the deal with like the 12, is it 12 sections because there's 12 months in a year Tell me about the chart. Yeah, so the chart is round because um, we're sitting from an Earth perspective. And so some of the planets when we're born are going to be in the sky and some of them are going to be under the horizon. So, you know, without getting too technical, it's split into months, it's split into 12 months. And Mm -hmm. each of the pie slices represent what we call a house. And those are the areas of life. The planets represent the archetypes themselves and the signs represent almost like the, the, um, the way that the archetype presents itself in our lives. So as you can imagine, you know, like for example, Aries goes with Mars, goes with the first house. So all three of those are very closely connected to each other in terms of their expectations and the way that they're oriented in the world. But let's say that like, for example, with you, Casey, your Mars is in the sign of Taurus. That's an earth sign. Um, That is very different than Aries, which means that your drive to move, to decide, to be commanding and exuberant and assertive has more of a Taurus feel. And what that means is that 
in order to move into action, you need to make sure that you feel like it's right action. You like to proceed step by step to achieve your goals. You do not want to be rushed uh, or pushed. And you can be stubborn, you know, if you don't think something <laughs> me, if you don't think it's the right action, then you can really dig your feet in and refuse to move. And that's really quite different than somebody who, for example, has Mars and Pisces, like myself. Pisces is a water sign and Pisces gets really indecisive and can change my, can change my mind. And it's like, I never know, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Like I, I have angst about decision-making in my life. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. here you and I are both working our Mars energy, but from completely different places. And when I learned that my Pisces, that my Mars was in Pisces and I learned what it meant to have that sign, it suddenly so many things made sense. So, you know, like for you, for example, with your Mars in Taurus, if you've ever gotten feedback from people that you're stubborn or that, you know, you I hear that I'm bossy. Yeah, that you're bossy or that you take too much time or whatever, you can kind of take that feedback with a grain of salt, knowing that like, hey, I have Mars and Taurus and this is how this is how it is. Like this is how I need to do it in order to be, you know, emotionally um, grounded. Well, I can't wait for the next opportunity I have to say, listen, I've got <laughs> Mars and Taurus. So just back off. <laughs> Right. And and I love this because it's just another way to make sense of who we are, right? I mean, I think there's so many different modalities, whether it's astrology or like the more therapy where we're going to go back in our timeline or coaching, you know, that pure life coaching coming from a place of curiosity and questioning. I mean, there's just so many ways to make sense of ourselves. And I just love that this exists as one of those ways. And of course, it's information, right? So, you know, I sat with you and it was profound, listeners. We had, what, 75 minutes together. You know, it's it starts off as information, right? Like, okay, great. So I know that I'm really deliberate and I need to be step-by-step. And there's going to be times, right, where, where we're actually bumping up against other humans, namely the people who we've chosen into life with, who are, you know, like if you were my daughter and you have a really hard time with decision-making where I'm over here, like uh, sweetheart, you need to friggin' decide. Right. So I think that it's just that one of those places where we get to decide what we're going to do with the information. Right. And so how do you use what you, like, there's the, oh, great. Of course I'm like this. My Mars is in Taurus. Okay. And how do you use what you've discovered about yourself through astrology in your own personal growth? Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. 
When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I love that I love to use astrology as a typing system to kind of get the groundwork for who I am, what I've come here to do and be, and, you know, knowing it is fine and good. And then implementing it is a completely different thing. The beautiful thing about astrology is that it is so similar to the way that we as humans just navigate the world. You know, sometimes we're doing great. And sometimes stuff gets really hard. And within each chart, there are a number of places where everything is arguing with each other and, you know, where we are detached and we are unwilling to see what's happening and and we don't want to play along. And, and I think that in terms of my own personal growth, that, you know, knowing my natal chart has just functioned as a touchstone. So I can continue to just come back and take a look at it every time something really difficult shows up. And then it's like, oh, right. I am doing um, this, this dynamic is happening and this dynamic has suddenly been triggered, but knowing that the dynamic is there and being able to really name it and really look at the relationship between the two archetypes causing the dynamic is Mm -hmm. it's like having an extra added layer of information. And Astrology is a wonderful complement to coaching, to therapy. It's like you said, it's just more information. And sometimes that's what we need. And it's objective information. So it doesn't show up and shake its finger at us and tisk tisk. 
it's kind of, you know, like when I'm reading for clients, what I'm wanting to do is I want to be objective and I want to be non-judgmental. And at the same time, I want to open up some more insight and wisdom for them. And so that's what I try to use it for myself is some non-judgmental, you know, furthering of my education about me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And what I'm like, I'm imagining like what you just said playing out. So it could look like being in a dynamic, maybe with our children, our teenagers, our partners, and feeling that I'll often say feeling the rub, right? Feeling the tension. And I don't think we're always very good at like, oh, why is this? I wonder what's playing into this. I mean, some of us are far enough along in our personal growth journeys to become an observer of our experiences, but a lot of times we're in it and it just feels bad. And often we'll move towards like, well, I'm right. So what the hell's wrong with this other person? And how can I get them to do what I want? And what I'm seeing and hearing you talk about as far as understanding who we are from the lens of astrology, it's a tech, like you said, a touched on a place to go back to and recognize, oh, of course I'm feeling like this because we've just kind of pinged one of my places where I'm rigid or where I, you know, need things to, to look a certain way, to be in a certain order. And that is just, it's so useful and satisfying to develop and remember that when we can lift up and out, and I'm talking a lot about teenagers these days because the, you know, and Natha, you shared with me, you have two teens as well. So solidarity girl. But being able to lift up and out of the dynamic that we're currently in with them is so useful because otherwise it feels like we're just in this place of fear and worry. And like I say strong arming, like I am not a strong armor, but I want to be. <laughs> not because I think it's useful, but because I'm like, ah, I'm just going to strong arm you into this, even though I know it's not the most useful place. So when we did our work together, you also did my kids' charts. And you have a whole offering that supports families with looking at everybody's charts. So can you talk a little bit about why it's useful and what's come up with clients of yours as far as highlighting the astrology of the other members of the family in the context of also looking at our own? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when my daughter, when my youngest daughter was three, she was struggling. She was really, she would fall into these, um, like she would get so angry at somebody in the family that she would just cry relentlessly. And it didn't matter what we did. We tried, you know, um, soothing and we tried time out and like, we tried everything to try to get her to calm herself when she fell into one of these fits and nothing worked until I actually went and had a professional astrology reading on her chart. And the astrologer looked at her chart and she said, you know, this is a child that will be struggling for her life. You know, I say struggle, but sometimes struggles really are a path of, of great growth. And one mm -hmm. of her paths of great growth in this life is going to be around um, power and control struggles and issues. And so if you are trying to parent this child from a place of you're the one that's in power and she's not, you will have, you will fail. It will never work. 
And what you need to do is you need to move, move toward her, uh, move sort of so that you two are moving together instead of butting heads. And that is going to really help you basically solve your problems with her. And she was so right. Just that tiny little tweak of understanding that. And now my daughter is 13 and she is such a powerhouse. You know, she, she um, does not respond well at all to being controlled, to being told what to do. But what we've done is we've used what we know about her astrology and about her to sort of partner with her. And so when I was doing astrology and moving into making it full time, I was really offering a number of these readings with parents to do chart readings on their children. And it, I've gotten the best feedback, Casey, like people that are working with their kids and, and then we go into their chart and it's like, okay, this child is highly intelligent and is therefore very airy. So in astrology, when we're talking about intelligence, we're talking about air. And a lot of times when we have a lot of air in our chart, we have so much mind activity happening all the time that it's really hard to like come back down to planet earth and do things like clean the rooms or, um, you know, remember to wear shoes when we leave the house. And so we have these parents who are like, my kid is just so messy and won't ever listen. And, you know, head in the clouds and then we look at the chart and say, okay, this kid is super bright. And so we want to support that and also know that things like cleaning rooms, it's, that's difficult. And so you're going to have to partner with your kid and here's how. And mm-hmm. yeah, I have a whole offering where we go into, you know, the, the charts of everyone in the family to really look at how people interact with each other. Because like you said, sometimes, sometimes there will be conflict between one parent, one parent and a child where let's say one parent is like, I want things to be very regimented. And then the child is like, oh, but I can't make decisions. And it's good to understand that. And then in the same family, you can have a completely different dynamic going on with the other parent and the child. So it's really fascinating to, to be able to just look at these maps and gather so much info that we probably would take us years to figure out on our own. Hey, hi. I know that you're enjoying this episode and I just wanted to jump in so that you knew that I have a really special program that's open for registration right now. Joyful Courage Academy Parenting Teens is coming back and it will be running September 30th through November 1st. I heard your needs and I'm gonna actually run two different tracks of the program. One track will be for parents with kids ages 11 through about 13, 14, kind of that middle school age. And another track will be for parents with older teens, 14 plus, right? So I'm gonna do two tracks included in the program. I've extended it out to a five week instead of a four week, it's now a five week program. You will get at the beginning of each week, a link to a webinar slash video 
delivering the content, both audio and video this round, you will have access and be encouraged to engage in a supportive community of other like-minded parents with kids who are similar ages of your kids, going through similar challenges, learning the same content as you. Also, another thing I've done this round is I've upped the one-on-one time. So each participant in the program will be able to book a 90-minute call with me to talk specifically about what's happening inside of your relationship with your teen or preteen. Such an amazing program. I've gotten such great feedback the last few rounds that I've done it. I'm so excited. So I want you to head on over to the website and check out all the information. You can go to joyfulcourage.com slash J-C-A-P-T. That's joyfulcourage.com slash J-C-A-P-T. That'll get you more information and the link to register. I can only hold so many spots and they're starting to fill up. So make sure you head over there, check it out and sign up. All right, back to the show. This is so cool because it is totally reminding me of things that we teach around in positive discipline and parenting. And, um, you know, in one of those places, and you hear it all the time, especially under the umbrella of like, quote, peaceful parenting or positive parenting, which is meeting our kids where they're at. And I think that it's always interesting to me because that's a, that's a head thing, right? Like that's, oh, meeting our kids where they're at. We know that that's important. We know that it allows our kids to feel seen and feel felt and feel heard. And I think it's really easy to kind of move into this place of, well, I can meet them. I'm going to meet them where they're at so that I can get them to do what I want. (laughs) Right. So it's like, why is this whole meeting them where they're at thing isn't working. Right. And it's like, well, the first thing I like to say is we're going to talk about what's helpful and not what works. Right. Because I think there's a lot, I think when we look at, well, what's going to work, there's this kind of like manipulation overtone and what I'm hearing you talk about and what I experienced with my reading with you is like meeting them where they're at is understanding who they are and then working with them from that place. So like keeping with the example of your daughter who, you know, she has this opportunity is going to continue to have this opportunity around personal growth when it comes to power and control. And then being, this isn't you, but you know, when we take that example and kind of lift it up and out to a, you know, quote, just a general parent who also feels like my kid is supposed to do what I say. And if we hang on to that value or that way of thinking about parenting and the parent child relationship, and then we learn, oh, my child really needs a sense of power and control over their life you know, I love talking about parenting as an opportunity for personal growth and development, because that means that I, the parent, get to look inward at this idea that they're supposed to do what I want. They're supposed to follow my directions the first time. That's a place where I get to do some, well, I mean, it's an opportunity to do some reevaluating and I can either say, no, screw that. I'm really committed to my kids listening and doing what I want you know, then that's really creating this pathway of resistance and challenge and struggle inside of that relationship. 
So I just think it's so, I just wanted to highlight that because I think that meeting them where they're at is such a buzz term right now. You know, you see it in the memes and you read it in blogs. And I know I talk about it too, but meeting them where they're at, meaning, and also like really noticing where we're really attached, right? Is that making sense to you? Yeah, it is. And and what it's, what it's making me think of is that when I can, when I'm talking to a parent about their child and, you know, I'm saying something like this is, you know, for example, I did a reading um, a few months ago with a mom, with her son. And it was like uh, the son was starting to dabble in smoking marijuana and drinking. And she was really, really concerned about it. And I saw in his chart that he was a child that when under stress would would want to use things like that. And, and a lot of us, especially when we have a lot of Pisces in our chart, we you know, that's how we learn to numb out as we learn to use substances and to be able to say this to her and say, now, here's what happens is that, you know, when you find him smoking weed, you know, that it's because he's under stress of some sort. And then we can look at the mom's chart and say, so here's what happens for you. When you see your child using marijuana or drinking, it brings up all of this stuff for you around your dad because your dad had this alcoholic thing going on as well. And so there's all of this transference that's happening where you're fearing that what's going to happen to your son is the same thing that, you know, your son's going to begin to relate to you in the same way that your dad related to you. And so it's like, we can make all of these connections in these charts and then, you know, ideally leave the reading knowing, okay, so when he is, you know, really smoking a lot of pot, which is not ideal for the teenage brain, that is my cue to go in and and have a conversation, but not a conversation from a place of, you know, I, you're in trouble. I don't want you to do that. Right. But from a, hey, bud, what's going on that is making you so stressful? What's making you want to leave your experience? And, and I have found that, and the feedback that I've gotten from other parents is that it's just, it's, it's very sweet to, like you said, to you're meeting your kid where they're at, but it's like, you're also, you're giving them something that many of us did not have from our parents, which was, you know, a partnership instead of a dictator, instead of a dictatorship. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, Natha, how much of this totally aligns with positive discipline, because what I just heard you say basically was, you know, we have this whole iceberg metaphor where the behaviors we see are the tip of the iceberg. What we don't see is going on under the surface. And my listeners have heard me talk about the iceberg a million times. And what I just heard you say is, okay, we have this behavior, this undesirable behavior. Yes. And we know that there's something deeper going on. So yeah, getting all worked up and punishing our kids because they're experimenting with pot is a short-term solution, right? And it comes from that place of fear. And what I just heard you say about, you know, the client and her relationship with dad and her relationship with using in general, right? Clouding the vision, moving her into fear and worry, and then going to the place of, I got to stop this now versus knowing what she knows because of her time with you about our kids and, and her child in particular and how he navigates stress, she then gets to go and create some long-term solutions. 
with her son in, like you said, in partnership. And I do, I think that's so beautiful. And I think it's a really, and I know because I'm a parent of teenagers too. I, I recognize to everybody that's listening that that's a, that's a big ask, especially when we're talking about things like substance use and, you know, risky behavior and it's super important. Yeah. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. And kind of, and, and we have to like, there's this whole like trust and having faith piece to that too, because there's something really satisfying to, you know, well, if that's what you're doing, I'm going to take the door off your room, which I've never done, nor do I ever think that that's a solution to any kind of problem. But I mean, there's, but I can see how that would be really like, there would be this level of satisfaction on the parents part. Like I'm doing something and I'm showing that this is a big deal and gosh, darn it, they're going to stop, which they're not, they're just going to do it somewhere else. But I can see like, it's, it's a big ask, right? It's a big ask for parents to just say, you got to just trust the relationship, trust that going deeper and really using what we can find out through this astrological process. <laughs> I don't think that's a real term, astrological process. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to acknowledge too, like, I think that there's probably a, a listener out there or two that are like, astrology what is that even a real thing so I'm curious because I don't know the answer to this where does like where what's the short version of like the history of astrology where does all of this information come from oh that's such a good question it is so it is such an old art that I couldn't really tell you when it started and you know I think that what I always say for the people that quote unquote don't believe in astrology is that it's not anything that you have to believe in. 
it's just simply, you know, it's the same as with like the Myers-Briggs personality test or with the Enneagram tests that you can take online. It's just a personality typing system, really. And all you have to do is Mm -hmm. listen and you can take the parts that make a lot of sense and you can leave the parts that don't. And, you know, really it's just a knowledge tool. It's, it's there to help you explain you to you. And, you know, when I use it, when I'm doing charts of family members and stuff, it's to help explain family members to each other, you know? And I think that you talk a lot about this is that we are in a very different age of parenting than we have ever been in. And, you know, this parenting where the parent is, is the dictator and the child just does what the parent wants. I mean, that seems to me very outdated. And I know it doesn't work very well with my kids. My kids are both very strong children. And I learned early that if I wanted to have a good relationship with them, that power struggles wasn't going to be the way. And so here's another thing that I learned from my own chart is that I also have uh, some big pieces with power struggles in my chart. And growing up with my parents, you know, they were parenting from a um, kind of an old school perspective. They had both been raised um, with a strong Catholic background. And I just hated having to do things the way that they thought that I should do them. And it's not that I wanted to go act out and be wild and crazy, but I was such a strong personality and so mature that it really felt kind of humiliating often as a child to have to do what they said in the way that they said it. And so I knew like when I had kids that I wasn't going to be able to parent like that because I didn't want my kids to feel that way. And so, you know, then fast forward and I have these two incredibly strong opinionated children that don't like to, you know, they don't like to be controlled either. And I really had to come into relationship with that and realize, okay, just because I'm the adult, it doesn't mean that I know any better and it was more about like, let's get into a conversation. How does that feel? Um, what does that look like for you? And, you know, astrology has been hugely helpful. And I think also, and I don't know whether you've talked about this before, but I really think that we have, (laughs) you know, our soul families that we come in to work on different dynamics with. And the more aware we are, that, hey, we're, we're here to teach, you know, you're here to teach your kids and your kids are here to teach you it makes the whole thing a lot, a lot easier. Yeah. Do you, have you ever read or listened to Carolyn Meese and Sacred Contracts? Oh my gosh. I love her work too. Yeah. I talk a lot about that. And um, in my, you know, I'm not like, it's just how I make sense of it. And it was coming in and, and listeners just Google Carolyn Meese that is how you say your name, I think. M-Y-S-S, sacred contracts, and your mind will be blown. Uh, because it, it for me as a spiritual but not religious person, I wasn't raised going to church. I did go to Catholic high school, but it was more of like the theme of the college prep experience. And it's been really challenging for me to find a place that has like a, not an origin story, but kind of, you know, the backing that makes the most sense to me. And I found her work and I was like, oh yes, this makes sense to me. This supports me in recognizing that 
everything is purposeful. All of the relationships and experiences in my life are here for me. And um, I've actually had, um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I've had a couple different experiences. One being with my amazing friend, Troy Sprang, who is um, a Native American man who was our liaison a few years ago. I got to go to the Cheyenne Crow Reservation and do some work with parent educators and teachers there. And he did a reading on me. And one of the things that came up was this really powerful um, connection that I had have with my daughter. And then it came up again with a Reiki master, my wonderful friend, Jessica Ryan. And she was like, you and Rowan have a soul agreement. Like you came into this lifetime agreeing that you were going to grow and stretch each other and, and heal things from past lives. And I mean, it just keeps coming up, you know, and I, and I, and that for me personally, and I, you know, listeners, you get to decide whatever you think about that. Um, but for me, it just, it helps me, especially when things feel really challenging, which, you know, for anyone that's listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know, parent educators, they're just like you. (laughs) Things are challenging. And knowing that there's more purpose um, in my relationship with my kids than just, oh, I got to just raise them and get them out of the house when they're 18. You know, it's so much bigger than that for me. Um, And for a lot of the people that I work with, and I'm hearing for you too, and that it just makes it all the better when I can look through that lens. Yeah. I mean, it takes some of the pressure off and I've never met a parent who wasn't like really invested in doing what was best for their kids. So we're all doing that. Right. But to take the perspective of that we're equals in terms of both being here to teach each other things and, you know, we're still obviously we're there to guide and we're there to manage in some respects Mm -hmm. and make sure that everyone makes it out safe and sound, but there's so much to learn. And I think that's kind of what's new in parenting. Our, our parents and all of the parent, the generations that came before us were, um, the kids, kids weren't seen as the little, you know, emotional, real little beings that they, that they are, you know, they're just multi-layered as we are as adults and they have needs and desires and, um, you know, what you're talking about, that perspective really kind of clarifies that instead of like, you have to clean your room because I told you, you know, there's such a different flavor between those two versions of perspective. Yeah. I love that. So I'm going to let you share about, um, your, what you have to offer, but before we go there, what are your favorite resources? Like if somebody's listening and they're like, huh, I want to do a little bit more reading, or I want to find out a little bit more about astrology. What are some, what are your favorite resources for just like the lay person who wants to just come into a better understanding of, of what astrology is all about? Yeah. What I would do is first of all, I would go to astro.com and just get a birth chart printed. They're free. Astrology is glyphs and symbols. And so you don't, you can't necessarily just automatically read it. And I would say to start with your sun and your moon, 
and the sun and the moon of anybody that who whose chart you're looking at as well. And you can do just some Google research. You know, what does having a Virgo sun mean? What does having a Taurus moon mean? And you can get some great info that way. Um, Stephen Forrest has cool. great work. He has a book called The Inner Sky that is really lays out some of these archetypes from a sort of psychological, spiritual perspective, which I like in, in easy to digest words. Yeah. And, you know, I would say Jan Spiller also has some books that are really easy. And of course, I always say at some point, you know, when, whenever you're ready to get a reading from a professional astrologer, because that's really where you can get the full picture. And, and, you know, I do readings for people sometimes as much as twice a year or more, because the chart is so multi-layered. It's like you can, what you're getting in one reading is usually very, really relevant to what's happening in your life right now. And then if you were to come back in six months, it would be a completely different reading that's really relevant to what's happening in your life then. So it's kind of cool like that. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the different offers. Like what will people find when they jump onto your website? Yeah. So I have just one-off readings. So every year around your birthday is a great time to get a reading because you get a solar return chart, which basically reveals themes for the upcoming year. And you can also just do a regular reading that is looking at your natal chart. That's just interpreting and you can focus on any aspect of your life or just do a broad overview. So those are like the easy one-off readings. And then I have a few programs where if you are wanting to dive deeper, like I have the family dynamics package, which is, uh, I believe six chart readings for the people in your family. And I've done family of origin readings and family of creation readings where, you know, people are wanting to understand their kids more, or they're wanting to understand their parents and their siblings more. And those are mm-hmm. just really profound, um, kind of laying out the puzzle pieces looking at the different relationship dynamics and getting just some great info on how to move forward. And for example, I had a, I had a client who was really struggling with her relationship with her sister. And we went into the chart and, and just saw clearly that her sister wasn't somebody that was ever going to feel comfortable talking about her feelings or what was really going on. And so the relationship was probably going to remain rather superficial. But what I explain to my client is that, you know, you have been taking the superficiality really personally, like as if she doesn't want to talk to you, she doesn't trust you or like you, but that's not really what's happening. It's just that she's not, this lifetime isn't one for her where she's going and doing deep work like that. And I think that that helped my client, like it just took a load Mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. Wow. So powerful. So cool. Yeah. Um, so I always ask my guest at the end of my interviews, um, what joyful courage means to them. So I'd love to know, Natha, what is joyful in the context of everything we've talked about and, um, being in tune with who we are and who the other people in our lives are, what does joyful courage mean to you? Oh, I love that question. I think joyful courage means to me that, you know, even when stuff feels really hard, which it does a lot, especially <laughs> I, I don't know for the rest of you, but for me, that there's always this sort of invitation to be courageous and to keep moving forward and to really 
look for what is joyful within the context of what's happening. And I always find really amazing things, even when I'm, you know, having a dark night of the soul. It's like, oh, you know, look at how beautiful that bumblebee looks on that flower right now. And so, you know, it's like always just seeking out, always knowing that there is something beautiful happening and um, that can bring joy. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Yeah. So where can listeners find you and follow your work? So you can find me on my website, which is nathacampanella.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at natha underscore campanella underscore astrology. And I have, I write a lot of content, you guys. I, I have just a lot of like really free, interesting stuff. So that's another way to kind of pick up on some astrology is follow me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook too. Okay. Um, at Nova Campanella Astrology, but, but yeah, that's how. Yay. Well, thank you. First of all, public thank you for the ways that you supported me through my reading, but also thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. I really appreciate you. Oh, it was my pleasure. I'm so excited to get to talk to you. And I have loved your work from afar for a, quite a while. So yay. Yay. <laughs> hey, yay. Thanks for listening. I so appreciate every single one of you and the ways that you show up for joyful courage. Thank you. And did you know there are ways that you can give back? I have a Patreon page, which is a place where you basically can donate one, five, or ten dollars towards the sustainability of the program. And you can check that out at patreon.com slash joyful courage. That's www.patreon.com slash joyful courage. I have some benefits and bonuses for people that are in my Patreon community. You can also let me know what you think by heading on over to Apple Podcasts, leaving me a five-star rating and a review. I love to read the reviews on air. So whenever I get a new review, I share it. It really just helps me know what you love about this podcast. What is landing for you? What is useful? Like I mentioned at the top, I am active on Instagram and Facebook, both places you can find me at Joyful Courage. And please know that you're always welcome to join into my Facebook groups, Live in Love with Joyful Courage, as well as Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens. Yes, 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 yes. We're back in the weekly mode. So I'll be back next week. Can't wait to have you listen again. Until then... Take a deep breath, follow it into your body. Take a moment to notice what's currently alive for you. Imagine that you can take the balcony seat for a higher perspective of whatever is currently going on in your life and trust that everyone's gonna be okay. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. 
I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.